0: ready for tonight? Who's ready? Okay, everyone, just stand up, stand up, stand up. And you're like, oh, we we're just standing up for like 30 minutes during worship. You're the young adult group, okay? Get over it. Hey, okay, everyone, just uh, put your hands up. We did this last week. Put your hands up. We're here Just pray after me. Say, God, God I'm ready, I'm ready to, receive from you. to receive from you. In Jesus' name, In Jesus name. Amen. amen. Sit down, sit down, sit down. We're, I'm, I'm so excited for the word that I'm gonna bring to you tonight, I have a, I have a, pr- I even brought a prop for you, and uh, but first I want to start off uh, by saying, who has like a best friend? Okay, best friend. How about a good, just a really good friend? Okay. Do your friends keep good secrets? Like how bad is it, right, when you have a friend? Who just doesn't keep secrets, right? right? How bad is that? So, so dealing with secret, oh my gosh, you guys got food? Where? Food? Yeah, oh my gosh, you guys are getting like dinner while I'm preaching. This is weird. Okay, anyway. No, I can't eat somewhere and I'll be burping the entire time I'm preaching and you guys don't want that. Um, so where was I? Shoot. Um, okay, I'm going to go here. So who, I don't, I don't really have secrets. So I don't really have a Snapchat. Who has Snapchat here? So I have a Snapchat account, but it like, I don't, I don't really go on it that often. So I was hanging out with some of the high schoolers yesterday. I actually found this out a few weeks ago, but they were kind of showing me it yesterday. They have this, you know the, the Snapchat maps? <sighs> so show the picture, show the picture. Like, why would you ever... Why would you ever want the were all your Snapchat friends to know where you are? It's like, oh, I'm just going to go check out where Alec's at. Alec, where he's at? Oh, he's at Qdoba. I'm going to go visit him. Text him. How's Qdoba? What? Okay, honest, honest. I'm definitely going to shame you. Who has... The Snapchat map's on. You guys. Alec has it on. <laughs> um, we'll know when you're... <laughs> he's sliding down to the seat. It's, a, it's not a true shame. It's just a, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. If you do it, whatever. Because we were, we were sitting, I was hanging out with some high schoolers yesterday, and we were waiting, and one of our students was really late, and then, and then they were like, oh, just check where he's at. And they pull up Snapchat, like, oh, yeah, he's on his way. And I'm like, how do you know that? Did you text him? They're like... No, his Snapchat map is telling me that. And I'm like, (laughs) like, what? What? So tonight I want to talk about, okay, hear me out. I want to talk about secrets, okay? Secrets, but it's going to be developing, so it's going to be developing a secret history with God, okay? So in a world that has little to no secrets, Everything you do is on the internet. Everything you do is on Snapchat. Everything you do is on Instagram. In a world of almost no secrets, in a, in a world of such a public life, how do we develop secret history with God? Secret history. So I'm going to uh, read Matthew 6, 5 through 6. It says this, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. They love to stand in the front during worship. No, in the front. It's good to be in the front during worship. I t- truly, I tell you, they love to post all of their devotionals on Instagram. And they love, they love, they love, they love to post everything they do and tell everyone everything that they ever have done for God. So, Jake, that's, I'm sorry, that's not actually in the Bible. Um, Now, what I'm not doing is criticizing anyone, because I do that, right? I post stuff on Instagram. I post stuff, I post stuff on Instagram, and we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm going to keep reading. It says, truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full, but when you pray, go into your room When you go to bed, go to your, no. When you pray, go into your room. Close the door. And pray to your Father. Key part here, who is unseen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. So when we go into our room, to a God who's unseen, we're saying, God, I believe that I'm gonna meet you in this place where the door's closed. Then your father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. He will reward you. So this past week, there was a history was made in, in the in the marathon world. There was a guy, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, I'm not even gonna try. Okay, you can throw the picture up but there was this gentleman who broke the world record for marathon, for a marathon. He, he ran, tw- okay, I was playing lightning with some of the high school dudes last week. I played two games. I was out of breath. This guy ran 26.2 miles in under two hours and one minute and 59 seconds. One minute, one hour, 59 59 minutes and like 36 seconds. So here's what I know about running, though. We see him running. We see him him cross the finish line. And it didn't even see, if you look it up, it didn't seem like he was that tired. And he runs across the finish line. And people are like, wow. But what we don't see is the training. We don't see his history. We don't see what he, the work he put in the diet that he does every single day and he never has a cheat day. I have cheat day five days a week. He never has one cheat day. We don't see the history, the work, the, the discipline, the, the love that he, that he pours out in the sport. And we see it, we celebrate him, but the secret history that he has with his sport is what allows him to break records and do impossible, what seems to be impossible things. And what I want to share with us, the title of tonight is Hidden Movement. Hidden Movement. We're in a series called Move about motivating ourselves to move, getting out of the rut of laziness, getting out of the rut of of this, this, this stuck in the everyday mundane blah sort of life of moving into a life of movement in the right direction with God. And tonight, the most important movement that we can make is hidden movement. The most important move you're going to make is not going to be coming to Access. It's not going to be coming to Sundays. The most important movement that you make is the movement that nobody sees. Because the movement that we make when no one sees is actually who we are. You see, we can come and put on a face at church around friends, around anything, but what's done in secret is really proves the integrity and the character of what's on the inside. And so what's hidden is just as important what's on the surface. And as I'm talking about Instagram and posting things, listen, if you have a hidden if you have a history with Jesus, you can post all you want. But if you only it's like those people. Have you ever seen those people like they, they never go to the gym, and then all of a sudden, like, they go to the gym one time, and they're, like, on the treadmill, and they're like, <laughs> they're, like, oh, just did that gym grind. First day back, trying to trying to convince everyone that they're getting back in shape on the first day, right? Now, if you go to the gym every day, like John Conant, like, you can post about going to the gym. Have you seen that dude? He's massive. He benches, like, 599 pounds, But it's it's this part of us that we say, I'm going to try to deceive the world that what I do in secret is different than what's actually done. God's not super impressed with that. So I want to talk about this hidden movement, this hidden movement. And we have, I have a treadmill that's up here. It's plugged in. It's ready to go. So, what I've noticed is so many of us, myself included, like in your, if you're in this room, this is what I know about you. You have a desire to grow closer to God. You may not know how it works, you may, not, you may, be, lo- you may be confused, you may be running full ahead of steam, but you have a desire to grow closer to God, and God is ready to meet us. But here's what I've seen is that my, in myself, I want to grow closer to God, so I go to church and I listen to the pastor, and I'm like, I'm going to go do everything that he said. And so I get, and then I'm like, I'm going to work so hard. I'm going to get up early in the morning. I'm going I'm to do all this stuff. I'm going to post on Instagram, and I'm going to start serving, and then I'm going to do all these things, and then I'm going to join a Bible study, and those, all these things are great. But we do all these things, and I'm like, okay, I'm going I'm to listen to Christian radio from now on, 91.3. And I'm gonna do all these things, and I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead a small group. I'm gonna lead a small group. And then, okay, I'm leading a small group. These keys are annoying. And then, okay, I'm gonna do all these other things. And oh, the church is talking about okay, serving on Sundays too. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a greeter, and I'm gonna. Julie sings and then, now, oh, man, I listen to this Todd White sermon and Robbie's coming into town and he's talking about outreach. I'm going to pray for some people at my work. And, and then, man, I'm going to do all, yeah, I need to start praying for people more. Yeah, I'm going to start praying for them. Yeah, so I'm going to text them and tell them I'm praying for them. And then I forget that I'm actually not going to actually pray for them. But I'll text them that I'm praying for them. It's the thought that counts. And then we keep running. And then we keep running. And there comes the point... We're like, man, I'm tired. Oh. <sighs> Crap, I'm in the same spot that I started with. <sighs> you guys get it? You see, because hidden movement is the only movement that moves you forward. Now, there's a flip side to this that your public life needs to match your hidden life. So we can't say, Jesus, we love you in the morning. We can, because God's gracious. Remember, he, he meets us in the middle of our disobedience sometimes. We talked about the bike last week, but he's not in the business of, he'd much rather just have you on the bike riding than keep having to get you back up. Like, he'd much rather you just be riding your bike so he can direct you, but he'll pick you up as long as you need it, but you were never made to keep falling off. You're made to ride. Hidden movement is the movement that moves us forward. You see, most of us we come to church, we, we really, like honestly, I'm not condemning anyone, anyway. we want the best that God has for us, And I'm sorry that I and other pastors have not directed us in the correct way. Because I believe, I'm just going to read this. Hebrews 5 says it this way. It says, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You should be teachers by now. But because you're stuck on the treadmill, crap. Because you're stuck on the treadmill, (laughs) you get back off. Okay, I just can't wait for access. I need a word. I need to be refreshed. Paul, the, the writer of Hebrews is saying, you ought to be, you guys, we live in America. We have our phones. We have access to so much information on the Bible and the t- these amazing teachings. And, and it's not about information, though. You see, because we should, we should all be, all of you should be teachers of God's word, his ways, his personality, and his love. All of you, all of us. But because we've been sold the good that we go to church to hear from a man of God, and that's our Christianity, because we've been sold that, we've stayed infants only eating milk. And he says here, you need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Here's why righteousness is only found in the hidden movements. You see, because I can teach you about righteousness, but only Jesus can reveal to you your righteousness. And the only place that he reveals this truth is in that secret place that Jesus talked about where you go into your room, you close the door, and you meet with the God who's unseen. And by faith, we say, Jesus, you're here. And I don't have this figured out. I don't even know how to pray. I don't even know what to expect. But I know that in the hidden places of my life, I want you. You know, guys, I'm telling you, you guys are the generation. This is the generation. You are here in this room. You may not know it. But this is our time. This is your time. The greatest move of God is on the verge right now. More people are being saved every day than in the history of the world. Jesus, more miracles are happening today than any miracles that have happened in the history of the world. More Muslims are being saved right now than than Americans being saved. More people in China are being saved than ever before. God is pouring out His Spirit and His love, and America America is just waiting, waiting for a generation to say we're not okay with normal. We're not okay with just going to church and getting the word. We're not okay with just coming up for good worship. We're not okay with just the mundane, doing what our parents did. Now what our parents did was great, but we can do better. This is the generation God is pouring out his spirit like never before, and it says God looks and roams the earth to those who are hungry for his spirit. He looks for people of faith. And we are the generation. The torch is being handed to us. We are the generation. But in order for us to carry the torch, we must develop history with God. If they give us the torch and we're still toddlers, we're going to start a bunch of fires. Ooh, look at this. This this is flammable. Burn everyone up. But if we can steward, if we can be responsible, and if we can be hungry, not for miracles only, not for full buildings and full church services, Not for fame and Instagram fame, but if we can be hungry for the lost, for God's glory, for his righteousness, for his will to be done in the earth, in our lives, and in the world around us, God will meet us in that place. And some of us are like, I don't really know if I want that. Listen, I promise you, you want it. You just don't know it yet. I promise every single one of us are destined for it. We're not destined for a life of just, of just coasting. We're destined for a life of adventure, of risk, and of moving the kingdom of God forward, not just attending church. In the move of God that's happening, are you ready for this? This is like so spot on. The move of God that is happening in this next season. I was praying through this and I felt this so strong. And I was talking to to Mike Benson about this. And and the movement that's happening with this generation is that the previous generation was, uh, there was movements of God based on men of God. But the next move of God's spirit across America is not going to be done through men of God. It's going to be done through people of God. It's not going to be based on big ministries. It's going to be based on big people who no one knows their names. It's going to be based on accountants. It's going to be based on teachers. It's going to be based on on all the people in the earth who have paid the price to develop hidden movements with God that nobody sees. And yes, God will use pastors and whatnot, but the great move is going to be the pastors who empower the people to not come to the building, but to go to the people who need what we have in Christ. And it's going to be us going into our schools, not waiting. I see so many young people who are so hungry for God, and they're like, yeah, I'm hungry for God. I think I want to go into ministry. And I'm like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. You see, because the world needs hungry people out there. Your schools need hungry people. Your, your jobs need hungry people. Your family needs hungry people. If we're all stuck in the church, we're going to be singing kumbaya while Jesus is in the streets. We're going to sing all oh, the overwhelming, reckless love of God. Well, God's reckless love is not here. It's out there. And he's saying stop gathering and start going. And he's saying, well, why don't you start gathering to, to, to get prophetic words and to get stir each other up and start motivating each other so that every part of our life isn't filled with the glory and the love of Jesus. You see, because this is a whole new ballgame. There's no more of this church, this church versus that church versus this church. The next move of God is a church united in a city to say, this is God's city. It's not, a oh, I go to this, I go to vertical, I go to access. It's like, no, we are one team, God's kingdom. We're going forward. Join hands or get out of the way. Right on? But this is what's, it hinges a door. This door hinges. It hinges on the people of God creating history with God that no one sees. You see, because, I yeah, Jay, good job. Who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Who's gonna spend years on their face saying, Jesus, move in our city? Who's gonna spend hours on their face saying, Jesus, I want you. I don't want anything else. This world is so lost. This world has nothing for me. Jesus, I believe everything I need is in you. And I, even though my friends leave, my, my family's ridiculing me because they don't believe in, in what I believe. God, I don't care. I'll leave everything to follow you, Jesus. You see, because we do that in public, we come here, we go to conferences, we go to Power and Love, we go to all these things, we, we come to church, we come up front, Randy Don's here, we're like, yeah, you know, we're like coming here. And, but Jesus is saying, who's going to create? It's not mad, he's saying, who's going to create history with me? Bill Johnson says this. Those who create history with God, God will create history through them. who's willing to pay the price? Who's willing to pay the price of waking up an hour early every day? 30 minutes early, 15 minutes early. Who's going to pay the price to say, you know what? It's game on. I'm not telling you to do anything radical. I'm just telling you and inviting us to start creating history with Jesus when no one's looking. It's the greatest commandment. Love God with your whole heart. And let the love of God overflow in you so much that you love the world around you. This is going to happen. You see, the spiritual milk is this, what we're doing right now. This is spiritual milk that Hebrews 5 is talking about. It's you coming to someone else for your source of nutrition. My wife is pregnant. We have a baby. She is breastfeeding and all of the nutrition that Remmer gets is from someone else. What? I said breastfeeding, didn't I? I said pregnant? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That was like the biggest brain fart of my life. Abby is not pregnant, okay? She is not pregnant, okay? Woo! That was the biggest brain fart of my life. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. She's breastfeeding. (laughs) And all of Rummer's nutrition comes from her. Did I say pregnant again? No? Oh my gosh. She's breastfeeding. Is that weird to you? It's pretty normal. You're like, oh my God, she just said breast. <laughs> you guys are worse than the middle schoolers. But here's the deal. Milk is us getting our nutrition from someone else other than Jesus. Meet, meet is when you and I go to that door, close the door, we get in that room to God who's unseen, and we say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, my life is yours. Jesus, how can I glorify you? How can I make your name great today? Jesus, you've given me everything that I've ever needed. I love you. I love you. So that when you do come and serve and lead, a, and, and lead a small group, when you do come and serve, and when you do come and, and, and you do all these things for God, when you do post an Instagram post, when you do these things, it's not coming from a place of faking it. It's coming from a place of this is my full person who I am. And I ain't hiding anything. I may have things that I go through and that I'm, and I'm growing from, but the posture of my heart is making history with Jesus. Is this okay? You see, because this is, this is a non-negotiable. This is the thing that will usher in the greatest move of God the world has ever seen. This is the thing. It's God's people going to God himself saying, you're it. I want to make history with you. And this hidden movement that we get, this hidden movement is so powerful is so powerful. The problem I see is that we live in a loud world. We live in a world full of distractions. And every time, who's at it before? Right, you, go, you, go in the, you go like you're trying to pray, but you bring your phone in. And then it's like, oh, who texted me? Oh, Instagram notification. Oh, And then you're like thinking. And then like, you know the things that you forget that you wish you could remember? And then you go to pray and you always remember those things. And you're like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to text. Oh, yeah, I was supposed to call that. Oh, yeah. You get so distracted, right? Happens to me, at least. Maybe you're all more spiritual than me. Um, <laughs> but we, get, we live in such a distracted world. We live in such a loud world. And we need to make space for our spirit to connect with God's spirit. John 4.24 says, God is spirit. His worshipers will worship in spirit. And in truth, and not to not to continue in this analogy, but you see, I think we haven 't been trained to worship in spirit we haven 't been trained to connect and pray in the spirit we haven 't been trained we, we pray out of obligation, we pray out of out of a message like this where you get motivated to do it and, and i 'm here to say you don 't like Listen, it's not about it's not about the the time card. It's not about that. You see, because the time card just leaves you right where you were, but I promise you, if we take the heart posture of God, I'm quieting myself, right? See, because when we quiet ourselves and we just start walking, we realize that we're we're working less, but we're moving farther. We realize that through hidden movement, we actually move farther than public movement. Hidden movement is the key to everything. And when we go into this hidden place, the heart posture needs, to, this is the heart posture that Jesus asks for. We find it in, in, uh, in Matthew 13 of the parable of the field and the pearl. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who found a treasure and he sold everything he had to go buy that field. The meaning of that is the great treasure is worth everything that we own. And I want to share this verse with you, Colossians 3. <laughs> you guys, this is so good. I shared this with, the, with the, middle, the youth last night. It says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly se- things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. I did this last night. Picture this. Imagine it. What does this look like? Your life is hidden with Christ in God. You see, we think we know ourselves, right? We think we know who we are because we know our history, we know our, we know our past, we know everything about us, but what we don't know is that the real us is not even associated with our past. The real us is not associated with what's happened to us. The real us is not associated with anything about who we think we are. You see, because the real us is found in Christ with God. I imagine it like this, where God is like right in this house, and the house is God, and we go to the house and we're like, this is where my life is. And we go to the house and God's at the door. He opens the door and he said, "Your house, you see, your life isn't here. You see, your life is in another inner room. Your life is in an inner room and it's Christ is in that room. So God leads you. You see, you meet God. You meet the agape love of God. The love of God, you meet him. And then God says, listen, you need to go and you need to find Christ, right? You go to him and you go to him and you meet him and there you find the communion elements that we found and we realize how valuable we are because of the high price Jesus paid to get us. So your life is not hidden in your past. Your life is hidden with your pursuit of Jesus. It's hidden. I imagine it's like playing hide and go seek. It's like, where's my life? Your life is with Jesus. And Jesus is spirit. And the only way to find your life is to find Jesus through your spirit connecting with his spirit. But the problem is is that our emotions and our body and our senses fog our spirit. So we live in a world that is so spiritually immature that we do not know how to connect with Jesus. We live in a world that our phones have so many distractions. Our phones have so many notifications. We watch so many TV shows. We watch so many videos that go viral. We watch so many things that go on in our life that our spirit is so numb. It's so dead. our, Our lives are so loud that when Jesus is actually speaking, we can't hear it. So the art of hidden movement is training our spirit to find ourselves in Christ. It's, this, it's, it's putting away distractions. It's putting away our phones. It's putting away everything. It's saying, Jesus, I have no idea how to connect with you on my own. When I do it in my flesh, I'm not getting anywhere. When I do it on my own strength, I'm just getting tired. But I know that my spirit My heart wants you. So I'm not going to bring anything to the table, Jesus. I'm just going to say I want you. I want you. And I want what you have for my life. And it's in these hidden movements that God starts moving us forward. To a place that we would never get if we just tried it on our own. Man. I'm going to end with this. There's a man named Samuel Rutherford. He lived in Scotland in the mid-1600s. He was the pastor of a small church. And in Scotland, there was a king who, who made some unjust laws. So this man of God, Samuel Rutherford, wrote an article entitled Lex Rex, which spoke out against the king. He made a call for Scotland to stand for righteousness very brave act. Because of that, because of the, 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 the government that they had, they exiled him because he spoke out against the king. And he lost his ministry. He lost his job. In that time, his wife died. And he spent 30 years developing this secret history with God. See, he wasn't a well-known man until after he died. He wasn't very famous until someone, a close friend of his, found the letters that he would write to Jesus. Jesus. You see, there were love letters to Jesus. There were there was intercession for the people of his church who he'd lost. There was intercession for his country. There was there was love for God. And this three of his favorite things to write about and pray through was that we were the bride of Christ. That we are the vine of Christ. No, we are the branches of Christ. He is the vine. And that how we are, he talked much about ships. And then the ocean and how ships and And they found over 400 letters, that was the ones that they found, of this secret history. That this man who had no iPhone, this man who had no internet, this man who had no technology. You see, because back then, the only thing they had was spirit to spirit. And they found a man who was in love with Jesus. Who wrote of him as a friend. And who fought for the world around him, fought for his country so much so that he was willing to risk his job, his ministry, and everything to stand for righteousness. Not, because, not to put a gold, gold star on himself and to, and to start a rally and go fund me and, and put it all over social media to, to speak of the injustice that happened to him, but he did it because God was watching. He did it because he knew what God was done in the secret. God will reward eternally. And my prayer is that we can be more like Samuel Rutherford. That we would be more famous when we die than when we lived. That people would find a journal that we have. They would find something that we wrote. They would find the secret history that we have with God. And they would say, whoa. They talk of God like no man I, or no woman I have ever seen. And I'm going to end, even though he's not here, I'm gonna end with one of my favorite people in the world, Eric Pohl. I was talking to him a few months ago and we were just having a really good conversation. And he said, Jake, the only thing I want, and if you know Eric, you know he, he's not one to boast about himself. He said, The only thing I want in life is that at the end of my life, when I stand before Jesus, he says, Good, well done, good and faithful servant. It's the only thing I want. You see, we need more Sammy Rutherfords. We need more Eric Poles. We need more people who are willing to pay the price in the hidden, to pay the price in the secret, so that we can see this great move of God happen in our country and in our world. Would you guys bow your heads with me? Jesus, we can't do this on our own. Holy Spirit, we can't do it on our own. I pray that you would lead us and you would woo us into this place of relationship with you. God, that we would would resolve within our heart to love you with everything we have. And I pray, God, that this group would experience so much history with God in the coming months that it would flip this group, it would flip our church, it would flip this city upside down. I pray, God, that you would give us us revelation upon revelation, that you would, God, open our hearts and minds, that you would heal our hearts, that you would take us who are stuck in our past into a place of realizing that our history forward is more more important than the history of our past. Heal our hearts, God, and, and, and lead us into this place of relationship with you. And Holy Spirit, for anyone who commits to create history with you, I thank you that you will meet us in the place of our faith. You'll meet us in the place of our response to your love. And you will meet us in this place. And we will have a group who's growing up to eat the, the spiritual meat of knowing and loving Christ in secret. And I pray this and I instill this in our hearts. And I pray this all in Jesus' name, amen.